This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This episode is sponsored by TBR. TBR is Book Riot's new subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes. Been dreaming of a stitch fix for books? Now it's here. Tell TBR about your reading preferences and what you're looking for, and sit back while your bibliologist handpicks recommendations just for you. TBR offers plans to receive hardcover books in the mail or recommendations by email, so there's an option for every budget. Visit mytbr.co to sign up today. That's mytbr.co. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 68, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello. I have my theme all picked out, uh, but before I get into sharing all that excitement with you, I want to let you know that today's episode is also sponsored by Park Row Books and Evergreen Tidings from the Baumgartners by Gretchen Anthony. A formidable matriarch goes to wild efforts to wrest back control of her family in this side-splitting dramedy set in the Midwest. It's perfect for fans of This Is Where I Leave You and The People We Hate at the Wedding. Delightful, surprising, and full of heart, Gretchen Anthony's Evergreen Tidings from the Baumgartners brings to life a sparkling cast of characters whose struggle to understand one another illuminates the unbreakable bonds of family, no matter how dysfunctional they get. That's Evergreen Tidings from the Baumgartners by Gretchen Anthony. It's from Park Row Books, and it's available now wherever books are sold. We thank them for sponsoring. So I was thinking a little bit about uh, scary books. I do think about them, you know, year-round. But it's that time of year when I can pretend like everyone else is like me. And uh, I was thinking about scary books that aren't really that scary. Like, what if you want to read a spooky book, but you don't like gore or being really scared? Uh, so I came up with a few recommendations because I still am just loving the remembering reading Bitter Orange, which came out last week by Claire Fuller. It's a little creepy, not super scary. So that's a great read if you're looking for something new. Uh, but I have a few favorites that I want to tell you about today, starting with my queen, Agatha Christie. Uh, the first Agatha Christie book I ever read, actually. Uh, so that I think that's why it's my favorite in my heart, because it was my first one. It's And Then There Were None, uh, which apparently has like two or three film adaptations or TV adaptations. I have not seen any of them, but I love this book. It's the old, let's invite everybody to a thing and then pick them off one at a time sort of storyline. Except she did it first. Uh, so it's a group of people. They've all been invited to a private island, they don't really know their host, and then they start dying. Uh, And it comes out that, you know, they all have some secrets in their past, they're being blackmailed. It's basically Clue. This is, you know, the story of Clue, where it comes from. Uh, You know, so now they have to figure out, like, they thought they were the only people on this island. Are they still the only people on this island? Is one of them the murderer? I love a great, you know, is somebody else in the building story. So creepy! Um, and so, but I was thinking about it, like, now, you could never pull this storyline off now, like, invite a bunch of strangers to get together at a remote location. First of all, if you sent an email saying, I know what you did last summer, it would go straight to spam. 
Like, nobody would even see it. And then if you were like, you have to come to this remote location and, you know, hang out for a while, you'd be like, uh, no, thank you. No, this would never happen now. Luckily, we have all these great older books where it does happen. Plus the movie Clue. I love that movie. It's so funny. Uh, so this is And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. And moving on to the classics, uh, The Woman in White by Wilkie Collins. Widely considered one of the first mystery authors. Uh, this and The Moonstone. This one is a book of in identity and insanity set in the English countryside. M maybe that was redundant. I don't know. But it's a gothic horror about a man named Walter Hartwright who is hired to work as a drawing instructor for some women uh, living in this big English manor. Uh, he falls in love with them. With not, well, not with both of them. With one of them. Calm down, Walter. Uh, there's, he falls in love with one of them. Oh, oh, and I forgot to tell you before. Before he gets to the house, he has this unusual encounter on the road as he's traveling to the manor. He meets, yes, a woman in white. Uh, so, doon, 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 it's already set for you before. So he goes to this English manor. He falls in love with one of the women there, but it's a bad idea because she has a fiancé, one. He's a super creep, two. And he has a ultra-creepy friend, three. So all these strikes against him. He leaves, you know, people send letters, people fall ill, they go out in the weather not dressed properly, you know, very John Keats. Uh, so, all kinds of stuff happens. It's really great. It's The Woman in White. It's by Wilkie Collins. My next pick is Mongrel by Stephen Graham Jones, which I know we talked a lot about when it came out. Uh, it's a werewolf story, but it's not, like, creepy, it's, like, really scary. It's just really ominous and good because it's about a teen boy who is being raised by his aunt and uncle, uh, who may or may not be werewolves. Uh, they travel around the country. There are definitely some indications that they might be werewolves. And so he follows them from place to place. You can't stay in any place too long if you're a werewolf. Uh, and uh, he's just sort of, it's a coming-of-age novel as he's sort of waiting for his own powers uh, to find out if he's going to be a werewolf as well. Also, there's a really uh, good argument in this book as to why you should not wear nylons if you are a werewolf. So if you are a werewolf out there, um, you might want to pick this up. It's Mongrel by Stephen Graham Jones. Back to classics. I can't wait to see the movie of this. It's We Have Always Lived in the Castle by Shirley Jackson. Every year around this time, I see so many people saying that they've picked this book up for the first time and everybody loves it because it's so good. It's about a young girl. It's narrated by a young girl. She's in her teens. Her name is Maricat Blackwood. She lives with her older sister, Constance, and her uncle, Julian. Now, there used to be four other Blackwood family members who lived in the house, but somebody put poison in the sugar bowl, and they are no longer. She now lives with Julian, who suffered the worst effects. He's still alive, but he's not doing very well, having eaten the sugar. Uh, Constance was arrested for poisoning the sugar bowl, but she was acquitted, and so now she lives with Maricat and their uncle in this house. Um, they're sort of... The town pariahs now. The neighbors, you know, harass them and leave terrible things on their porch. And they kind of... And Maricat just kind of likes this uh, existence, you know, staying away from the family... Uh, not the family. The neighbors and the town and all the stuff. Just, like, in this little house with her family. Until one day, a man named Charles shows up, claiming to be a first cousin. And it looks like he's trying to woo Constance because he wants the family fortune. He wants the house. He wants all the money and then everything that comes with it. And Maricat does not like that. So uh, I could talk about it all day, but I'm going to stop there. 
So it's fantastic. It's We Have Always Lived in the Castle by Shirley Jackson. And if you like vampires, there's Certain Dark Things by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. It's a sort of gritty vampire novel. It's set in Mexico City. It's about a woman named... I, I don't even know how to pronounce her name because it's like A-T-L, like Adol? I don't know. But she comes from a long line of Aztec blood drinkers. And she becomes fond of a street kid named Domingo. But you know how it goes. Like, don't play with your food. Uh, so she's also on the run from a rival vampire gang. And then there's Anna, who is a cop in Mexico City, who is trying to figure out, like, where all these bodies are coming from, who's causing them, and, you know, what is she going to do about all the gang violence. Super smart, really gritty, not scary, but tons of fun. It's Certain Dark Things by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. And another classic, one of my favorites, it's The Other by Thomas Tryon. I'm sure I must have talked about this before. It's the old... A good twin, bad twin storyline. These twins, Holland and Niles, they're teen boys. Uh, Niles is the very good one, and Holland is very, very, very bad. Uh, they, it starts, they're spending the summer in a family home with a lot of their relatives around them because it's their father's funeral because their father has come to a gruesome end. You can see where this is going. Um, and so it's just Niles, you know, trying to survive the summer with Holland, who plays terrible pranks and does terrible things. Uh, it's really great. I highly recommend picking up the New York Review of Books Classic Edition, because it has an afterword by Dan Schoen, who's amazing. He wrote Ill Will, which came out a couple years ago. Uh, so this one is called The Other, and it's by Thomas Tryon. And for my dealer's choice today, I wanted to tell you about a book that I just picked up. It was recommended to me by a nine-year-old. Uh, he enthusiastically recommended this book, and I thanked him. And then after I cleaned my oven and fixed the damage to my gingerbread house, I went out and I bought it. Um, it's, <laughs> it's The Fog Diver by Joel Ross. Uh, I don't really know what it's about. It's something about a deadly white mist, and it looks like airships, and sort of steampunky. But he tells me that it's amazing. Uh, when I bought it at the bookstore, the woman who sold it to me, she had read it. She said it was amazing. So I can't wait to tell you if it's great. Uh, it's, again, called The Fog Diver, and it's by Joel Ross. And that's it for me this week, book lovers. I want to remind you again that you can sign up for TBR at mytbr.co. And thank you to Park Row Books and Evergreen Tidings from the Baumgartners by Gretchen Anthony. Uh, you can buy that now wherever books are sold. You can find a list of all the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, Dimec and Malay, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy Under Liberty, and on Instagram at Franzen Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Rebecca Shinsky to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading.